Welcome to the Frontline Conversations podcast, a platform that discusses issues around public policy and current affairs. We can't wait to share insights that matter to you. Are you ready to have the conversation? This is Frontline Conversations. Objective in the sense that it advances the, 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 the interests of the greatest Yes. number of, of, of public beneficiaries. Yes. yes, the 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 public good. But yes. uh, I mean I've, 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 when you talk about the socioeconomic impact assessment, yes. right? We yes. used to have the regulatory impact assessments until twenty fifteen. This is yes. within the executive. Yes. And then they moved to the the SEAS as 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 they call it, uh socioeconomic impact assessment yes. system. Yes. And when we spoke to them, I mm. think they said they've um in the since 2015 when it mm. was introduced yes. they've assessed 600 pieces yes. of um, legislation. legislation regulations yeah. policy yeah. directives yeah. and and what have you mm. uh, of the 600 if i'm not mistaken that yeah. they've assessed none have been turned back yes yeah now i've seen some of these things deputy speaker yes right i've yes. seen uh, for instance there was a, there was a, an mm. amendment to the alcohol uh, the alcohol uh, law yes uh, alcohol amendment bill yes. um, the department of trade and industry came up with uh, a seven page document mm. uh, the document ended up at netlag yes and all the parties agreed that this was untenable right mm-hmm. you're talking about a huge sector you're talking about a stakeholder base that is so vast and wide yes and the agreement in the end was that let's commission a third party to conduct to uh, on behalf of government and yeah. and business yeah. and this was done it came out to 90 pages mm-hmm. uh, that law has never made it yes. uh, to the house because then issues that had not been surfaced in the initial socioeconomic impact assessment done yes. by the government yes. suddenly surfaced yes. in the in the in the in the one that was done jointly yes the point being where, where, where I'm going towards, yes. you have a resource constraint within government, use of consultants, you have capacity challenges within government to conduct some of this kind of research. Yes. Right? And so in the end, you are ending up in a space where you are dealing with highly imperfect information yeah. for making policy. Yes. On the one side, they are representing themselves, mm-hmm. private. Yeah. On the other side, government is advancing a position that may not necessarily reflect conditions on the ground. So you end up in these fights where the socioeconomic impact assessment is supposed to bridge these gaps, yeah. but it's not actually bridging these gaps yeah. sufficiently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So to what extent do you think Parliament yes. should be working, especially with the Department of Planning, Monitoring and Evaluation, which administers the system? Yes. To strengthen it, because then you can reduce the amount of time uh, proposals spent in the House if you can deal with the disagreements mm. even before the legislation or the draft legislation actually comes to the House. Yeah. Let me take a, a slightly a reflective position and say to you, the, um, the building of capacity of Parliament is an important strategic objective that we've been possible. Uh, uh, pursuing in the last five years to suggest that parliament, because of its role as the third arm of the state, needs to be capacitated to be able to do its job better. Mm. Uh, Committees often complain that they do not have enough opportunity to go and do oversight visits. And so it limits the extent to which they can do things and so on. And so that capacity is what needs to be built, mm-hmm. that we were working towards building it. 
but in no way does it suggest that uh, so that what we received both from uh, the executive and how it must be evaluated should be considered. Mm. We, uh, in the past, part of the legacy report relates to the high-level panel mm. on looking at the uh, legislation post-94 and the impact it had. Why did this legislation not do what it was meant to do? Mm. It was the question we were asking. And we asked the, uh, what ended up being 15 experts to look at that and give us uh, recommendations. They've done so, mm. and those recommendations have been uh, communicated to a variety of committees to look at. Some of them were able to complete and give their own views on what was said by the high-level panel. Mm -hmm. Others have not, so they are going to be taken up in the sixth parliament as we begin the work that is going to begin beyond the budget. Precisely because we were uh, part of the work that parliament needs to do is to evaluate the impact of already passed legislation. Yes. Why is it not um, if, if, if there's evidence that it's not working optimally, is it because of the legislation itself? Is it the problem of implementation, which is in the executive? Mm -hmm. Is it the problem of institutional mechanism that are supportive of that legislation? Or is it finances to be able to handle these things that I've yes. just already mentioned? Yes, yes. What are the reasons for that? Yes. So this evaluation that we are talking about that in this instant we delegated to the high-level panel yes. is in fact uh, the core function of each of the committees of parliament, yes. both the NCOP and uh, the National Assembly. Mm -hmm. And so our view is that this is work that must continue to happen. That, uh, so that, uh, in fact, if there are documentation that from which you might pick up us saying, how much time should we be spending uh, here uh, in Parliament, mm. uh, uh, understandably giving others to come here to give their view and us being on the ground mm. in various institutions and interaction with people mm. to be able to assess the impact of the work we are doing. Mm. So that's an ongoing debate. Yes. We, trying to, uh, we, we created a, period, uh, a lengthy period last year, mm. obviously ahead of the elections, which is part of an important part of what we must always prepare for appropriately mm. so that both the institutions that handle the elections but the, the people who must elect, the voters, must sufficiently be prepared for that work. Yes. But also releasing MPs to help problem solve because of the information that they are, uh, uh, what's the way, uh, exposed to. Yes. And that's giving them a little edge yes. over others who do not have that information to intervene and provide solutions, working and hearing and getting feedback and reincorporating it into the work of parliament. So that's an ongoing process. I do want to suggest to you uh, uh, to, to return to, the, to being the fears of capture. Not fears, but the ethics yes. of ensuring that uh, parliament, the, including the executive, must act uh, independently in the interests of its voters mm -hmm. and not allow private interests to dominate uh, interests of the people. Mm -hmm. This, when, when the private interests, which in many instances about 
illegitimately protecting TAF, <laughs> an environment in which they are operating, that no, those must be taken on head on. Yeah. But some people and, would say, and on, speaker. and on evidential grounds, yes. not on political uh, and or party political objections yes. or on ideological, patently uh, inappropriate way. You know, if Nkosa Zana Zuma, yes. when she was Minister of Health, yes. had agreed with the tobacco industry, we wouldn't be where we are yes. today. Yes. And the influence that that position has influenced many countries, including the United States. Yes. They only began to recognize the negative health on the communities in their places. Only after an aggressive, uh, an, uh, what's the word? An assertive government mm -hmm. acted against tobacco interests mm -hmm. for the health of the community and so on. Hotels, mm -hmm. restaurants, now this is business. Yes. Only acted after that. Yes. We went some years back before I came into government as the as a civic leader to the United States. A leader in the JP Morgan says to us, uh, you know what? We are good corporate citizens. If it's in the law, we will absolutely do it. Well, if it's not, well, well, well. We'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> it was a fascinating. It has always been a fascinating thing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Mm. Here's a view out there, right? Yes. Um, and it's 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 an important thing which I think government has has accepted uh, largely. Yes. Uh, the view being that South Africa is losing competitiveness and what have you because yeah, yeah. of red tape, heavy yeah, regulation, yeah. Yeah. and all of these things. Yeah. A lot of it true, a lot of it yeah. not so true. Yeah. And then you talk about the dominance of uh, certain interests that have the the ability to procure research mm -hmm. and research outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, but then someone else, they, someone else sits and says, but you then also have this relationship between the majority party yes. and the labor movement. Yes. At least in the form of Kosato. Yes. Right? Yeah. And from a business point of view, mm. they would sit and say the labor, labor system mm. is too... It's too restrictive, yes, yes. Uh, and all of these things, yeah, right? Yeah. And some would say, but as a matter of fact, as things stand, South African legislation is not easy on the private sector, mm. despite the concerns that you are raising. Yes. Or is it because of the concerns you are raising that we may have, at least mm. according to the view out there, yeah. gone a bit too far Mm. in putting regulations in place yeah. to the extent that we've started undermining the competitiveness no. of the business environment. No, completely no. no. I think there is a case to be made for removing bureaucratic uh, uh, requirements that can legitimately be done away with yes. in certain instances. Yes. But on labor, no. Yes. You can't have your... Cake and eat. You can't say you agree with the constitution. The constitution would grant workers the right to organize, to strike, and to demand a fair uh, allocation of the collective uh, resources that are produced mm -hmm. and say that the, that legislation that flows from that constitutional provision is inappropriate. Mm -hmm. No, you can't say that. We would definitely reject it. Mm -hmm. But also, 
the, the freedom that is in the Constitution. That suggests that any party that has a perspective, including an ideological perspective, has a right to mobilize, to interact with the uh, private sector mm-hmm. and, and the right to play their boundaries. We do want to interact with you, but the manner in which you do so must be on good grounds mm-hmm. and on ethical grounds and not on the practices that we know we have experience of. Uh, you have it coming up in the commissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That who paid the piper? Hmm? <laughs> Where did, the shots. Who was uh, drawing attention to the monies and so on? Yes. Let me make this controversial statement. Part of the reason for the uh, for the post office's fate in our country is as a result of uh, uh, departments and some people breaking the law. That mm-hmm. says, you see, if if what you have to send to Paul uh, weighs over three grams. You must go through the post office. Mm. That's what you do. And uh, they don't. Okay. And then we find that, no, man, there is an interesting relationship between some of the purchasing managers and some of these companies. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, effectively, uh, departments that, if they had done what the law requires mm-hmm. and complied with the law, would have made the work of the post office easier. It would have had the resources it needed of course, I'm not suggesting by saying this that there may not have been other factors of leadership in the post office yes. that may have led to problems. But the first one was, was creeping in. Eh? Like we often speak about uh, uh, mandate creep. This one is in the opposite. Uh, 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 corrupt creep that has a negative, deleterious effect yes. on a national asset that is a key infrastructure in any society mm-hmm. and is protected like anything else in other jurisdictions mm-hmm. because of the service and its centrality to the to the services people require mm-hmm. and if it is allowed to be hollowed out by small private players who do not have a strong uh, footprint mm-hmm. like the post office have it undermines the effectiveness of service delivery mm-hmm. this is my assertion yes. on that matter and uh, it's not only in this area that I think that is a problem, mm-hmm. but I also think that uh, uh, what the what Parliament exists to do is to respond to the requirements for the greatest problems that society have. And in our country, in South Africa, is the problems of poverty, the huge levels of inequality, mm-hmm. a small group of people getting. Uh, very rich uh, to the exclusion of the majority yes. and creating the political conflict yes. that impacts both, in fact, all institutions as a result. Now, local service delivery. Yes. This, I think, um, all of us, uh, with whatever challenges government may have faced, yeah. we all accept that largely there's good policy, especially at the national level. Right, that government, whatever challenges it's faced over the last few years, yeah. but government has the systems, yeah. right? They may not yeah. have been implemented to the extent required and what have you. Yes. But on a yearly basis, yes. Auditor General comes out and gives us uh, horrifying numbers from yeah. the from, from, from the local from the local level, especially local government level. Yeah. Uh, Magana had issues with uh, its water systems. Makanda. Makanda, sorry. I went to school there. No, no don't worry. It was Makanda. Yeah, yes. And then it became Makanda. Yes, yes. Uh, Do you still remember what Harare was before? Rhodesia. No. 
Harare, not Zimbabwe. Oh. Harare, the capital city. No. You see how long it takes? <laughs> Please get used to Makanda. <laughs> no. It used to be uh, called Salisbury. <laughs> yes, yes. No, when I was in Basti, we called it was Makana. Yeah, no. And then, yeah. so, yeah. but, yeah. The, 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 the point I'm making, yes. um, let me speak about the Eastern Cape because I'm yes, highly yes. familiar sure. with the Eastern yes. Cape being from there myself. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's huge challenges at, at, a, local, at, a, at municipal level, yes. right? Yes, yeah. But I'm not talking about their ability or inability to yes. do what they're supposed to do. Yes. I'm talking now from a constituency-based point of view. Okay. The constituency MPs, yes. right? Yes. Uh, I think in the last parliament, the yes. fifth parliament, Honorable Didiza, yes. uh, her constituency office, I think, was Mabu Hall or Okhrob Lestar. In Limpopo. Uh, in Limpopo. Yes. As far as I'm aware, she's from KZN. Yes. Uh, so, but that's how the system works. But how do no. we strengthen... Okay, yeah, you must specify what system... This is a party political system that you are referring to. Yes. About the location yes. of my constituency. Yes. It's got nothing to do with parliament. Yes. Parliament receives that. No, no. Yeah. It, that, 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 I, I understand that. Yes, uh, yes. The, the, speaker, but the, yes. the point I'm getting to, right, yes. because of how these offices are assigned, right, yes. by political parties, yes. you, there's, a, there's a gap, there's a distance. Between? Between the constituency MP yeah. and their constituency, because they're not even from there. If you take the case of Honorable Tidiza and Khrobestal or Mabuha, okay. she's not from there. And you assume that if her constituency was where she comes from? This is what I'm trying to get at. Yes. Would this improve things? Okay. With, with all the difficulties, of course, with the electoral system, with the political party system. Yes, yes. But in terms of finding a workable system yeah. okay. where constituents mm. have a better ability to hold their yeah. MPs accountable and MPs have greater exposure yeah. to their areas. Okay. Let me clarify two things. Firstly, that there are 490 mm. MPs and MP, okay, there MPs, okay, in the National Assembly and in the National Council of Provinces. And we have a, what? 11,000 wards. Mm -hmm. We've got 261 municipalities now, including nine metros. So uh, whatever permutation you desire, these numbers don't match. Mm -hmm. so that's the first observation. But secondly, also, the, at a provincial and local level, in places like Gauteng, they have, because Gauteng, Geographically, is small, mm. but in population terms, is huge. They, uh, from the ANC point of view, they have sought to combine MPs and MPLs and councillors, say in the same office, mm. covering a specified area, mm. uh, coverage mm. for service in that area. Yes. That's one way uh, in which uh, the organisation seeks to make access to to public representative mm -hmm. of the three spheres in one place. It, is, it works better in Gauteng mm -hmm. because of its small geographic space. Elsewhere, because of the, the geographic space and the sparseness of the population. Eastern Cape, Northern uh, Cape. Uh, no, you must speak about it. You must always start with Northern Cape. <laughs> it's the sparsest. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's crazy stuff. 
You can't go into any meeting, uh, intergovernmental. I remember at the uh, 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 presidential coordinating committee level, or also the Northern Cape, usually one of their first questions. You are not in your resource allocation taking on board our geographic sparseness. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. Okay. And it also means where people live do not always get access to this. Mm. So my, my, my thinking is what I started with you at the beginning when I said that um, the time we spend here creates the gap you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The amount of time we can spend anywhere in the country is limited mm -hmm. by how long we can stay there and also at the same time be here. Mm -hmm. So practically, Parliament meets from Tuesday to Thursday. Mm -hmm. And uh, travel is a big headache. Let me also introduce another matter that... Uh, you, you, you must take in, in on board and so on. It's a debate. Should Parliament continue to be here? Or should Parliament, the legislative headquarters, uh, be in the same place with the administrative headquarters? Should move to East London. Sorry? Should move to East London. Yeah, you speak like Le Port. <laughs> you wanted it in Bloomfontein. <laughs> you guys are very parochial. <laughs> So, uh, presumably, in order to be able to reduce the costs that people see in this thing. Mm. This is one thing. In other words, uh, all in the interest of how do we organize our infrastructure effectively, mm -hmm. all in the name of, so that we can spend more time in the places we should be at and less time here. Mm -hmm. But the conflict is that the manner in which the budget process is designed and the accountability requirements uh, are such that you must be here in, uh, at a central place, yes. in this instance in parliament here yes. in, in Cape Town. So people from Limpopo, uh, from Musina, you can imagine how many times they have to travel yes. uh, to their constituency and, um, and be back here to be able to do work, how much time they can reasonably spend interacting with their constituents. So that issue... Uh, the interconnectedness of these systems still needs to be sorted out. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a view uh, that I'm partial to about the division of infrastructure such as we have now today, that uh, often and in other jurisdictions, the infrastructure of the state is often also designed to deal with problems in some of those ge geographic locations yes. where they have chosen to take them to. Yes. In Germany, Bonn is going down the drain because the country chose a different uh, headquarters for its systems and infrastructure and so on. I'm not suggesting Cape Town is going to go down the drain yes. if that happens. Yes. But um, the, the socio-economic interconnection of our presence here is huge. Absolutely. And significant Absolutely. and is historical. Absolutely. So any such move ought to deal with the consequences of that in a proactive manner. So democracy is not cheap, Absolutely. I want to suggest. Yes. 
but also that uh, the state and its infrastructure needs to be thought through and arranged to be able to deal with those things as well in various parts of the country. Um, the, the, the Copenhagen Metro created, uh, had, uh, created offices for its operations of its various departments, or rather call them uh, one-stop centers mm -hmm. in various parts of the metropolitan area. Yes. Because a single one does not produce mm -hmm. the desired results, yes. yes. Uh, in my city where I come from, in Mangawung, uh, uh, one of the uh, useful uh, things they've done is they've created a, a, a call it a, a mini head office of the municipality yes. in the township. Yes. Uh, huge Where staff, can come which include home offices have also moved into the same yes. uh, area as well. Yes. So services are being placed in where people are living. There are other places in, in the country where some things like that have been done. Yes. In Stack Spread, where people wanted the, 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 there was a conflict there and so on. But interestingly, in the previous period, many offices were attracted to and were located there precisely to be able to afford people there an opportunity of those services mm -hmm. and the employment that comes from being located in that area. Keep up to date with public policy and current affairs. Follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on LinkedIn at Frontline Africa Advisory, Twitter, FA underscore advisory, Facebook, Frontline Africa Advisory, YouTube, Frontline Conversations, and our website, www.frontlineafrica.co.za. You don't want to miss out.